Hi, I'm Kerry, and welcome back to Surrey Voices, the podcast from Surrey Choices. Surrey Choices is an organisation which provides support for people with disabilities, mental health issues, sensory needs, and more. You can find out more about that in our show notes or on our website, surreychoices.com. In today's episode, we meet with a petrol head called David Mann. He works for employability, working with young people to fix up cars and bikes. It's part of a programme called Future Choices. Future Choices is a rolling programme, so you're able to join at any point in the year. And it provides the next steps for young people aged 16 to 24 with special educational needs and disabilities. Adam went down to Longmead to meet with them. Also at Longmead, we joined Surrey Choices service user David as he investigates how the gardening is getting on there and gets some gardening advice. Stick around later for Choices Voices and Corinda tells us who goes above and beyond for him. I'm here at Longmead on a cloudy afternoon. There's a slight drizzle in the air. I wish I could get um, a fall David Mann and Philip Bowles are here working and a few teenagers have shown up. They're all standing around talking about cars or one of them races a remote control car around the car park. Pick it up and put it into the back of the transit van and just race off. Going to try to chat to a couple of these lads in a bit. But first, I'm going to ask David what they're working on today. Okay, David. <laughs> David Mann, you do this motoring workshop at Longmead. Yeah. How often do you do it and what's the kind of purpose of that? I do it bi-weekly. And it all started because I'm a big fan of uh, motorsport. And not just the motorsport, just basically anything that's motorised in general, whether it's four wheels or two wheels. Always been passionate about it. And I just thought it would be a good way to engage some of our young, uh, younger people. Put in the go-kart. go-kart. Put in your go-kart. Yeah. Have you actually got the chassis and everything? Yeah, I've got the chassis. It just needs a little bit of work done to it. But has it got an engine in? Uh, no, it used to be a pedal one. Yeah, you know, you still need to put the gearbox and everything in. Yeah. Today, we're going on two wheels. We're working on the moped, which is a, a project. I bought one that's not running. And the plan is we're going to fix it up, get it up and running, and get it past the MOT. That's that's the project. And we've been working on it for a couple of weeks now. Yeah. It does start, so that's a bonus. We've moved forward, and because uh, uh, when I bought it, it wasn't running at all. So it does start, and make sure we do all the checks so that it will pass the MOT when I take it to the MOT soon. Tyler, you've changed Because my car was a four-cylinder car, so... There was four we had to take out. One? One, exactly. It's only got one cylinder. It's as simple as that. When I started the Future Choices programme, I have, you know, noticed there's quite a lot of young people interested in driving, etc. That's a big interest. And there's quite a lot of the young lads who, who learn in a practical way. There's one thing in common. They all liked, you know, cars, you know. So I thought maybe I could use some of my interest and use it to engage you know, young people. So it's not just about the actual skills they're learning about how to fix up a car or etc. or make a car go faster. It's also that kind of interaction between everybody in the session as well. Mm. So they improve the communication skills and the team working skills as well. And I thought it's a win-win situation, yeah. isn't it? So 
Quite a lot of uh, young people, they've probably had uh, quite a rough time in school because the way, you know, I'm also I'm generalising a little bit, they've really seemed to learn better in a more visual way or the more practical way. So in school, obviously, you sit them in the classroom and you learn from a teacher talking or watching the, the uh, whatever's on the screen. It's not the preferred method of learning, so they must have kind of, yeah, had a really kind of rough time. So if you introduce them to a different kind of way of learning that works in their head, then they're going to engage. It's as simple as that, isn't it? So what, what was your name again? Callum. Callum. So have you have you come down to these sessions often or? Uh, quite often, yeah. I um, do every Monday um, here, and then I go down to the YMCA uh, every Friday. Ah, okay. Have you worked on a few cars and stuff here? I have worked on um, some cars. Yes, I believe um, I believe I did something to Phil's car. I've definitely done a lot for something yours. He's definitely done a lot. Rebuilt my whole car. <laughs> um, which is good because uh, I I'm wanting to be a mechanic for um, an actual living. Because my first word was actually car, so it's like I was built for this kind of thing. I tried going for um, mechanics courses at like my schools and colleges. Yeah. Did not teach me a thing. They just usually let me take off the wheels and put them back on. That's all they did. But here, I've learned a lot more than I could ever have learned at um, school or college. Really? Like um, I changed spark plugs. I did brakes. I've done all sorts whilst being here. Great. And I'm loving it. Oh, cool. Yeah. What's the kind of feedback you get from the, the guys as they're working on Well, I can see, you know, when they're working on it, they really enjoy it. I mean, for example, Callum there, he said, you know, he did a bit of this in college, but all he, all he was asked to do was to remove wheels and put wheels back on, right? Well, after you've done that a few times, you get, you're going to get bored. He didn't actually learn anything that useful. But when I got him working at a higher level in the car, you know, removing the suspension and stuff like that, he was really, really fascinated. Mm. And also as well, you know, it, it improved his confidence because, you know, I kind of believed in him, I trusted him to do the mode off wheels and putting on wheels, mm. you know, and um, his confidence grows as well and you can see that. Mm. Uh, not, and that's just not in this session and that's just in general, you know. Right. What do I say? Lefty, loosey, righty, tighty. You're facing that way. Okay, so righty, tighty, lefty, loosey. So you've got to try to loosen it. How long have you been doing it? And have you been uh, working through different cars? Or whose yeah. cars do you, are you fixing? <laughs> I've got quite a few cars myself. So <laughs> uh, I started it in September 2021 last year. So. The current cohort of future choices, obviously, they start in September. Now, the whole idea is I've got a few cars that need to kind of regular maintenance, servicing, but I also race on the amateur level as well, so the cars always need work. But after an event, the wheels are always going to have to come off. I need to check this, I need to check that, I need to get everything ready for the so next. So it's like pit stop, is it? 
pretty much so. And, and obviously, you know, they, they've really enjoyed working on cars and they've learned a lot as well, you know, because I get them to do quite technical stuff. I mean, quite a few of them, they can change brakes, just like that. We've changed suspension, shock absorbers and stuff like that, springs, they know how to take it out. And hopefully, you know, when some of them do learn to drive and own a car and run a car, at least they know the kind of basics. Mm-hmm. They can do a general oil change on it. We've done so many oil changes yeah. <laughs> on the car. And it's a practical skill that they, I think most people should know. And another benefit is obviously they save a lot of money because garages cost a fortune. Oh, so what's your name? Harry. Hi, Harry. I'm Adam. Basically, Harry used to come when we worked on the cars at the beginning. Yeah. And then recently he got a job. He just decided to get a job. Yeah. How dare him. So he hasn't joined the session for a long time. Callum's remote controlled car is a little noisy here. But it turns out that Harry has got a job cleaning aircraft at Gatwick. It's kind of like shift work. So if he's you know, not working on the Mondays, then he'll come down and join, do whatever he wants. Because last week he was, doing, he was doing the cooking. But Harry just likes to give everything a try. Oh yeah. Which is great. Yeah, it's great. Is it only guys or do you have some young women in the team? Yeah, it's all it's all boys, unfortunately. I know last year there was a there's a female and she's really, really into cars. But um yeah. Well uh, we'll have to do a shout out to get some more girls involved. Oh no, absolutely, absolutely. I just don't think there are enough females involved in, you know, the kind of automotive industry, motorsport, etc. Mm. You know, mm. it, it, it will change, but it's a it's changing very, very slowly. Obviously, they're trying to kind of promote, you know, more women in racing now, etc. Yeah. yeah. So over time, it will gradually change. Right. Who wants to do that? Who wants to get a handbag? Come on. Not all at once. Tell us about your plans for your own ambitions in your own motoring life, you know, uh, elsewhere. What do you for me, it's uh, any uh, competition I enter, I want to be champion. It's as simple as that. <laughs> it's all or nothing well, for what, me. What's your favourite car you've got? An Alfa Romeo 4C, which I've owned for come off five years now. It's a very low volume, hand built car. It's a very special car. I raced it last year and won a championship with it. Which championship? It's the Tunbridge Wells Sprint Championship, which I won with it. And I decided at the end of last year to actually retire the car from racing. Uh, I nearly wrote it off last year, nearly right. crashed it. Yeah, so I, I plan not to race <laughs> And I say, I say I plan not to race it anymore, but I've actually entered into a Brooklyn's <laughs> uh, sprint event and my plan is to invite some of the young lads down there as well and I'm to using that car for but hopefully there's nothing they need to fix on the actual event right do you want to start the bike then Harry can you remember how to start the bike great all right well good luck with the moped thank you and thanks for talking to us you're welcome cheers Dave oh, how, how do you operate the start you got off the brake oh. no, keep it pressed keep it pressed but hey, it's it. They're all working, so we just need to hook this one to this one. At least right. I don't have to my gear or anymore. And then we're done. And then it's MOT time. Well, thanks everyone for showing me what you do. Well, yeah, that's alright. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I hope to see that in the Auto Trader in a couple of weeks. Facebook Marketplace. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh. Later that week, at the other end of the car park, something a bit more peaceful. 
Good morning. David Catchpole from Red Harvest Project at Sour Choices. Today I'm going to be interviewing Rachel. She works at Red Hill Garden Project in Sour Choices. I'd like to ask her some questions to see what she gets up to. Let's see if she's got any tips and tricks to start gardening. Lovely sunny day here at Longmead. What a good day to explore the gardening. Oh, there's Rachel working in the garden, watering the plants. Hi Rachel, how's things in the garden? Oh, hi David. How are you getting on in the garden today? I'm watering the plants as it's such a hot day today. How do you decide what you are going to grow? Besides um, what sort of plants to grow, um, deciding on bumblebees and the butterflies. Mm. So we like to get all the nature back into the garden. Where do you buy or find your seeds and plants? We have a big book of all different plants and some of the seeds we get donated. Do you have a favourite plant or vegetable in your garden? Yes, I do have a few favourites. One of them is a viburnum plant and the other one is a peony. What is the hardest plant you ever try to grow? The hardest plant, uh, but it's vegetable actually, is peas. Do you have um, favourite tips you have picked up along the way? If you take off all the deadheads, the plant will grow to a bigger size and it will be a lot healthier. What's the deadhead? Deadheads are when there's a flower head which has died off or a leaf. When is the good time to do it? When they've died off. If I'm going to start gardening, how many things should I know about? Which plant will I start with? I think a spider plant will be a, a good start. Does it come with spiders? <laughs> no, it doesn't come with spiders, but it will end up with like babies, so then you can grow them on. I like to learn about how to grow a plant and how do you tell when you're doing it right? When it grows a lot bigger. And, and it's looking and very you, healthy. And you give it the right food, you know, to keep it healthy? Yes, it's mainly water. It's mainly water. Are you growing anything nice at the moment? We are growing lots of different vegetables at the moment. We're growing sweet corn, courgettes, cucumber. I love sweet corn. Yeah. It's my, one of my favourites, sweet corn. Um, so I like that. If people want to come to the garden and be shown how to do things in the garden how do I go about knowing more about the garden? You either come and see myself or you can see my other colleague called Kate. Thank you very much for allowing me to catch up with you to do with the garden. You're very welcome David. I let Rachel go back to her work. Now it's time for the Choices Voices where we talk to people who use Surrey Choices services and get their opinions on the things that matter. It's been another big political month in the UK, and Jackie got in touch to ask, do our users feel that their needs are being represented in politics? Corinda and Salvatore took on the issue. Now, this is what I don't understand. There are elections for the politicians, but there are elections for the disabilities. Do you like more disability awareness included? Yeah. 
Because you were saying, if people, if you don't vote, then you don't get your voice heard. No. I only say more telecommunity channels, but respect our disability. Corinda, it's a bit like when you've done a lot of research into who has got disability interests at heart, and you tend to email your local MP, don't you? Yeah. You actually wrote a fantastic email to mm. your local MP about accessibility into public toilets, didn't you? Yeah, No, no, this is what I mean. They're not really interested in disability rights. This is what I do not understand. Before my neighbour, this community was all right. Fair enough. This community was all right. Since the services, right, this community has been stopped. You see, my benefit, the government shouldn't take that away from us because I have got the disability support and allowance benefits. If the government doesn't do anything before it's too late, what has can we do with the benefits? If I won't stop our benefit, or I'll speak to Sony Council and ask them. But as well, if someone comes up to me saying, why I got this benefit, what should I say? If I can't do it for myself because I'm disabled, so I should get more disability an hour and then all that stuff. I don't have much in my bank. Plus, mum helps me a lot with everything, even the shopping and whatever. So they shouldn't take anything away from me and my mum. I'm disabled, plus she's my carer. So if I don't get any more benefits from the government or anything like that, well, that's a conversation that could run and run. Thank you so much, Corinda and Salvatore, for telling us about how politicians help or some don't seem to help those with disabilities. If you have any questions for the people at Surrey Choices, you can email choiceswaves at surreychoices.com. And now Corinda is back for Above and Beyond. So who goes above and beyond for him? Well, this one made us happy. Hello, I'm Corinda and I'm a customer at Sorry Choices. The people who go above and beyond for me are Marty and John. They always help me. They are an inspiration. Because they used to be customers, they went for choices ways. I would love to have a job what they have and be inspiration for the community customers. A massive well done for our very own Martin and John, for going above and beyond for Corinda and for being an inspiration, starting off as service users, then volunteering and now working for Choices Waves. Congratulations, guys. Keep up the good work. And if you would like to nominate someone for going above and beyond for you, drop us an email 
choiceswaves at surreychoices.com. Now to play us out, let's take a listen to what's been going on at Choices Waves, the in-house radio station, where it's been a month of Jubilee, Glastonbury, and lots of sun. Absolutely. Choices Waves. digital voice of sorry choices hey hey everyone it's dan from choices waves the greatest person on choices waves our first story today i went to hmv in reading i was like taylor swift has become a doctor she's got a doctor's degree in breaking hearts with her heartbroken songs i didn't know that (laughs) Now, I think we're, we're all just saying this one. And it's Neil Diamond, the great Caroline. Danny Dive signed on a dotted line to be in a show in Australia. But that wouldn't work because you'll need subtitles because of the accent. Excellent reading, Salvatore. Well done. Good job, man. Thank you. Now we're going to have the Royal British Choir God Save the Queen. Let's have the sex pistols where God save the Queen. I think, to be quite honest, if Peter Benjamin and Gabriel Jesus be playing for some, it'd be a good start to the campaigns and if they keep on running, that's winning. Our next story is about the wonderful Michael J. Park. It was his birthday yesterday. Everyone at Choices Waves wish him a very happy belated birthday. Oh, what a great end in the show, and the heat wave week. I have a good day, Fox, and I hope you enjoyed the show. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Surrey Voices. Don't forget to get involved, drop us an email, choiceswaves at surreychoices.com. We love to hear your feedback and ideas. A special thanks to David Mann, Phil Bowles, Harry and Callum for showing Adam around Longmead's pit stop garage and to David Catchpole for interviewing Rachel. I'm your host, Carrie, and until next time, take care.